0: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Netcast Network. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be The Shadow. Original air date is November 5th, 1939, and the title is The Mansion of Madness. Let's get into it, and I hope you enjoy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Daughter is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. The Shadow uses his hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the unseen voice of the shadow belongs. Today's story: Mansion of Madness.
2: Is anybody home? I didn't expect it would be, did you, Lamont?
1: We didn't think we saw a light as we came up the road, Mother.
2: I'm then. What in the world is well, a medieval castle doing in this country, Lamont? Oh, you know
1: how castles get around. Now, well, getting to using, Mother. No one just... Well, at last, come on, Mother. Oh, well. How do you do? We uh. you will see some this way? Thank you. Come on, Mother.
2: Mother. I um,
1: I hope you'll pardon our intruding on you here. We uh, we saw down the road. You Will please repeat it? <laughs> thank you. As um, I started to say, we saw down the road. I and... will strike a light. Thank you. Our car was now. So... I will call the master. Thank you. <coughs> Margot. Would you be interested in hearing how we he were stalled now? Well, the...
2: please be seated.
1: <laughs> nice, pleasant little man, wasn't he?
2: Did
1: you see his face? I saw half of it. It's all he has. One side is as flat as a coin. No eye, no ear. Oh, I saw it plainly
2: enough, and I. Look at this room. <laughs> There's only hollow flambeau in the way. Everything seems so musty and Oh. Oh, Mama, let's get out of here. Tell me. I don't like this.
1: Separate, Mother. Hmm? Mama. Good evening. My man tells me you've had trouble with your car. Yes, the, uh, stuck in the mud up the road a bit. I know this is an awfully late hour. Oh, but... no apologies, please. This is often a visit to Bellhausen, even by accident. Let me to introduce myself. I am Caldas Muddersall, uncle of Millicent Canterbury, present mistress of Bellhausen Castle. On her behalf and on my own, I welcome you. Thank you. Montero, Miss Margot
2: Lane. Miss
1: Lane. How do you do? Mr. Cranston, Mr. Montero. How do you do, sir? Delighted, Mr. Cranston. May I ask him what way I can serve you? I'd like very much to use your telephone. I want to call a garage. Telephone? We have no such thing here. No telephone? Nothing new has been put into the castle since it was built in 1640, nearly 300 years ago. 300 years ago? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Valhutten was built by Sir Austin Canterbury in the early 16th century. Would you uh, step over here a moment, please? Uh, yes. Yes. Come on, now. Mm-hmm. This is a portrait of Sir Austin.
2: Hmm. Interesting-looking character.
1: He was forced to flee his native land because of political differences. He built this castle mm-hmm. in the hope that he could create in this new land a replica of his ancestral state. And uh, did he find happiness? Come here, to this window. You see that tower. A bit difficult surrounded by mist as it is? I don't quite oh, yes, 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 I see. Sir Austin was found hanging by a rope from its master. Suicide. Oh, huh? Oh. There's a superstition that has to Balharton ever since. A superstition about Sir Austin's death? There are those who claim that the tragedies of Balharton recurred just as they happened originally, right down to the present day. <coughs> what was that? When I want to pay no attention, Mr. Grasson. Don't be frightened Ms. lane. <coughs> the girl, what's wrong with her? <laughs> Millicent! Go back to your apartment,
2: Dad. Millicent. The mistress of Valhousen. It's, it's here, Uncle. It's not in my imagination this time. It started in the dressing room. It moved across the east balcony and down the service
1: stairs. You no, know, there's not been a cat in since your mother passed on.
2: Only that one, Uncle. That one.
1: Now, Millicent, have you ever seen a cat here?
2: No. It was here, just to the city and I
1: found poor Oh, come, oh, my God. dear, you're fighting our guests. Oh, Lane, Mr. Johnson, permit me to present Miss Millicent temperament.
2: Miss My dear, we're including hard. Look, Mr. I hope you won't take me over.
1: Oh, not at all, Miss Millicent. Miss Lane and Missus Transton have had a bit of an accident. They came here for help. An
2: accident? Oh, my dear,
1: you not nothing serious, Miss Millicent. Our car is stuck in the mud. We're, we're unable to go any further. Then by all means, you must take here
2: me.
1: That's very kind of you, Miss Millicent, but I, I think we'll push on to the nearest village. I'm afraid that's not feasible. The nearest house is ten miles away, well beyond the moor. Ten miles? You
2: couldn't stand Miss Jones. I see only one way out. You must permit us to offer the hospitality of Delco. Why? That's very kind of you, but I think... You're I... most welcome.
1: I'll have my man prepare rooms for you it's very late, Millicent. You must be off to bed. Yes, Mr.
2: I'm not afraid now that I know there are others in the castle. Good night, Mr. Militon. Good night, Mr.
1: Fancy. Good night, Miss Millicent. Good night. I believe I owe you both an explanation. You see, the child had a frightful shock several years ago. A shock? Yes. Her mother was paralyzed during the latter years of her life. Being quite extensive, she lived here alone, unattended. Millicent was at school in Europe. For many months, Millicent received no answer to her letters. So she came back to Valhousen and found her mother's skeleton oh. in this room. Oh, Seated in a wheelchair, her only companion beside her, a cat. Well, that, uh, that explains this, the, 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 the cat. Oh, it explains many things, Mr. Granson. The voices she hears, the departed chances were to, in her distorted imagination, returned to Valhousen.
2: Oh, of course.
1: Oh, I'm sure this all must be very trying to you both. I'll hurry, uh, see you along with your room. Make yourselves comfortable. I'll be back
2: directly. Yes, definitely.
1: thank you. Oh, well, Margot, not a pretty situation, is it?
2: Definitely not.
1: What can we do? I'm not sure, Margot. I'd like to stay. In fact, I must stay. Wow.
2: Oh.
1: Well, Margot, it seems that many invisibles walk the halls of Belhaven. Tonight, there will be one other. The Shadow. nothing supernatural about me, Mr. President. These these could you speak of?
2: They're dead? Oh, yes, they come back. They come back to Dalhousie with every change of the moon. He climbs slowly to the first landing. Then he stops short. His hand goes to his throat. He makes a gurgling sound and turns and howl downstairs.
1: Has anyone else seen this? Anybody but yourself?
2: No. And nobody believes me either. <laughs> I don't suppose you do.
1: I believe you're sincere, Miss
2: Everybody humors me like I was mad. Feeble was rude enough to smile when I told him about the vulture. Vulture? Oh, of course. You don't know about that. This person from the tree just outside that window. It comes when old Barton's up. Nothing I do will drive him away. It just sits him. It's hollow eyes staring at me and making horrible tongues.
1: You're positive you see all this, Miss Millicent? I mean, there could be
2: no mistake. (laughs) There, you see, you me off. If you wanted to help me, how do you think it can?
1: I don't know. I hope there might be a way, but frankly.
2: We've been called a court. I
1: told you, Margaret. Mr. Monteville has asked us to testify to what we saw and heard that night about castle.
2: castle Why were we waiting here all the time? Why can't we just go in and tell what we saw and get out of here?
1: Because the court isn't in session. what a recess.
2: Recess? Oh, ridiculous. Schoolboy stuff. <laughs> I'll bet you that if women were running these places, things would happen a lot faster than they do now. Uh,
1: now, wait a minute. I seem to recall a few shopping with you, my dear.
2: Oh, well, that's different. And the people that hang around here. Look at them. Pure criminal types, every one of them. Who, oh, for instance? Well, that man who just came out of that room, for instance.
1: That man there? Yes. Darling, that's the judge. Oh. The court is reconvening at one time. You have heard the testimony of Margot Lane and the Mont Francis. Do unimpeachable business.
2: Come into this courtroom way. to help send that oh, poor girl to an institution. We change. couldn't help ourselves, Mother. We had to tell what we saw oh, and heard about her, didn't it, that night. Oh, poor Millicent. Oh, she looks so alone. Lord, it
1: is quite obvious the defendant, Millicent Chandelford, is of unsound mind. Evidence proves that beyond a question of doubt. My client, called this Montresor, has exercised extreme patience in caring for this unfortunate girl. Now he feels that for her own good, he should be placed in an institution where she can receive proper professional attention.
2: That's not so that's an infidel uh, lie, man. No, it's disgusting if anyone was. Oh, Robert, no telling. Silence. Young man, what is the meaning of this outburst? I am sorry, Your Honor, but I just couldn't figure I wouldn't
1: always wise any longer. If court please. Hey, uh, that... just a moment, Counselor. Young man, come up here. Yes. Now, what is your connection with the defendant from Mrs. Sancifold? Well, she's the girl I love. She's the girl I hope to marry. Tell her uncle, Mr. Martyrsall, shut her away from me. Your Honor, this boy is simply a disgruntled, rejected suitor. I Rejected by whom? By Millicent? All right, I'll show you how much of a rejected suitor I am. Millicent, Millicent, tell him you love
2: me. I do, I love you with all my heart.
1: There. So you see, Judge? Your Honor, I object to this display. Judge, let me take Millicent away. Let me marry her and give her the protection and affection she deserves. No, ma'am. I wish the problem before the court could be settled that easily. <laughs> it pleases the court. I would like to proceed with argument on a motion to put this girl in an institution. It pleases the court to resist for ten minutes. Perhaps we can resume in a more sedate atmosphere. Everyone will stand up as the rest of the model. Marvel, I have an idea. And I think it can be executed by the shadow. whoever you are, this is an impossible thing you ask. I'd like to do it for you. Lord knows you've done enough for law and order. But I've got to hand down a decision city. sign the girl's commitment papers today. Give me two days' time, Your Honor. Just two days' postponement. But I just can't grant postponement on nothing. Your Honor, you've got to give me some time to accomplish my job. Well, please, Your Honor. Tell you what I'll do. Yes? I'm probably a sentimental old fool, but I'll give you 24 hours. I' so not back but something definite in that time, I'll have to commit to a Twenty-four hours? That's all. Well, that would be sufficient. There's a change in the moon tonight. Change in the moon? Nothing. in blazes has that to do with the case? Maybe nothing, Your Honor. Maybe everything. <laughs> it's funny this lane, the way things change is just a few hours. Today when you and Mr. Cranston were sent to fight, I was sure I could go on hating you both for the rest of my life. We were in a bad spot, Robert. Well, oh, yes. but I can see now just how Mottisall made use
2: of your visit to Valhausen. What is the sort of a break he was looking for? Two prominent people like you to bear out of contention that Millicent was mad. My fellow, that Mottisall. she would
1: make a, a nice trophy for a honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're
2: a Hey, we're getting near Valhausen. Hey, don't you think we'd better go over what we're expected to do, Mr. Cranston? There's
1: not much to it, Robert. You and Miss Lane will wait in the car. I'll get into the castle somehow. And I'll open the side door under Miller's apartment for you and Miss Lane. we must move quickly before Montessor notices us. Sounds simple the way you tell us. How are you ever going to do it? i let you in on a little secret, Robin. I do it all with Miller. I can't believe it, Robin. How oh, ever did you manage to get in here without.
2: Right? No,
1: don't give me the credit, Millicent. Mr. Cranston did it. I don't know how, but he turned the trick.
2: <laughs> well, Mr. Cranston, the important thing is you and Miss Lane are here. And you've got my darling. But so it's time. So it's time. Darling, I don't know what we're going to do, Listen. Tell It's here. It's starting again. No,
1: don't be frightened, darling. You won't face it alone tonight.
2: There's a dream in the moon. You're all busy. No, a boss doesn't get any question. You're here to tell that is right here in the closet. Oh, it is. The mother's company be stopped. let look. Look. What is it, Robert? Down the tree, up by the window. It's the vulture. Vulture. Right close to the window. He's almost within reach.
1: Robert, mm-hmm. let me have that letter opened. There on the desk. All
2: right, I'll get it. What are
1: you going to do, the I'm going to try my hand at the gentle art of knife throwing.
2: You're yeah, young. This ought to
1: do. John, here. Fine, Robert.
2: All right. <laughs>
1: there. Step back, mother. Come over here, mother. All
2: right, Mr.
1: Crasting, let her go. <clears throat> oh, a bullseye. You suck it in his breast. Yeah.
2: Till he sits and talk. Interesting. Very interesting. I couldn't say anything. You can't just live there's nothing you can do. You always wait for old Barton. Don't close the window, Robert. Cut him out.
1: No, wait. I hear something up in the moor. Now, you hear that? It's
2: the problem. Um, it's moving across the moor. Old Barton's rhythm to be here in a minute.
1: They're coming this way.
2: Oh, <laughs> I all right. It's all right. I think I've
1: Ironman could live in a place like this and still hold on to the sanity.
2: Others have
1: reasoned that way, Margot. You mean mine? what
2: I told you. I don't
1: exclude him. Yes? Okay. Eh? I think I heard somebody moving about downstairs. Yes? Eh? Margot, put out that symbol. I'm going out in the hall. I don't want the light to stream
2: through.
1: huh. Yeah. Now, quiet. I'll open the door. Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Cranston. I'm going to... All right, Margot. Open up. Yes, sir, Robert. Easy, boy. Step through, Robert. Now, close it. Follow me. Robert. Step down behind this fellow. Robert. But what are we going to do? Head him off before he can get to that big spike stone at the bottom of the stairs.
2: Listen, look, he stopped on the leg.
1: Ready now?
2: That's and he falls down
1: the stairs. Come on, Robert. Stop. Stay where you are. Come, on, say. Look out, Mr. Cranston. Grab it! I got him. No use, Mr. We're on your hope. Out of the way, Robert. How are you don't.
2: have hey. got enough Mr. Goster. Oh, no, eh? <laughs> you got him, You nailed him right in the butt. Robert. Oh, no, it's all
1: right. Don't worry. That was quick work. Who is he, Lamont? I don't know, Margot. We'll see. Take him out, Robert. I'll turn him over. Not sure. Oh, you should see
2: that clock, Mr. Creston, All right, now, we'll see who the... The
1: half-faced man. Robert. Just yes, a Creston? Take Millicent to her apartment. Margot, you come with me. All right,
2: Margo, Let's go. Come on, Margot. Oh, what's next?
1: I want to look at that boat. Freeze right outside this door. All right, Margot. After you. Thank you. There. There's our charming, feathered friend.
2: Still perched and still imperturbable. And I'm still possessed of that confounded voice. Margot, take a look at this. What is it? A wire?
1: Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, it, Well, let's give it a yank and see what... <clears> one.
2: <throat> ah, what a long tail we has. Long copper and properly insulated. Come on, just a minute,
1: there. Yeah. There we are, Margot. Mr. Vulture's in it. Heart, soul, and mind are all encased in this little device. It's
2: like a radio loudspeaker.
1: That's exactly what it is. I
2: had no idea Vulture was such a peaceful creature.
1: Margot, you take the car, drive to the bridge, and phone the police. Don't let them know who you are, but tell them to get out here right away. What
2: are you going
1: to do? I'm going to follow this wire. It will probably lead to one of those abandoned guardhouses at the end of the moor. Tell the police to watch for a flashlight signal, and rush to the location and hold anybody they may find there. The shadow is going to find the human vulture at the other end of this line. All right, Lincoln. The vulture wants more. Longer this time. The we'll blue signal to take it down and bring it in. Okay, monica we Fine. We can disconnect the microphone now. Don't you want me to do the hounds again? Yes, yeah, at the cost. I just found it as if they're coming back across the moor. Go so I have to stick it open. <laughs> what was that? Did you do that, Stevenson? No. Take over there by the door of the hut. That laugh is not in Stevenson's repertoire of impersonations, Montessor. Stevenson, what encounter is this? you see anybody? I'll answer for him, Montessor. He can't see me any more than you can. Well, who are you? I am the Shadow. Shadow? Oh, yes, I've heard of you. Quite an elaborate array of insanity-producing machinery you have here. What do you mean? This is a simple thought of broadcasting out we're radio amateurs, that's all. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's all. Amateurs at radio, but professionals at crime. I'm afraid you're making a mistake. You're the one who's made the mistake, Montessor. You made the mistake of thinking you could drive Millicent Chancelport mad. Or at least make her believe hope so mad. This is ridiculous. I don't know what you're talking about. Your denials don't interest me, Montessor. I'm only concerned with destroying your plan. Your control over that not and and fortune is uh, at an end. What's that? Couple a couple of turn along East Drive. The police, Montessor, coming for you and your impersonating confederate. The police? Come on, take it the lever. Come on! Let's... Run, wonderful. run to your doom. Yeah, old oh, castle looks a lot different than it did the first time we came here, eh, Margot? Mm-hmm. So glad those kids are getting married. She looks very lovely in that wedding gown, doesn't she? Say, are you listening to me?
2: Yes. Yes, I was just thinking.
1: What about?
2: What would happen if you were ever a man? <laughs> now, mother. Well, oh, don't be alarmed, Lamar. This is pure supposition. I was just thinking of you walking up the aisle just as Robert is now. Yes? Ready to take the sacred vows that would endure for the rest of your life.
1: Yes, mother. And
2: then all of a sudden, somebody would shoot the best man, the minister would fall down poison, and the bridemaid would be sad. And you'd be off again on another case that busts up the whole darn thing.
1: Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. All the characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The Shadow Magazine is on sale at your local newsstand. The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow (laughs) goes.